Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope the holidays treated you well. Today I am sharing a bit about goal setting, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I am currently working the week between Christmas and New Year's and I'm in the co-work and no one is in the office. Like technically the co-work is closed, but you can still kind of come in and work. There's just no one manning the office and I'm the only one here <laughs> and I love it. I think there's something so nice about being the only one going. Like I love being the first one awake in the morning. I love going out in town before other people are up and about. Um, I used to love like waking up at 4 a.m. for a road trip and like getting on the road when the roads are mostly empty. And that's kind of the feeling that being at work the week after Christmas and before New Year's is. It's like no one else is going right now and the world is just like my secret place, if that makes sense. It's my rose right now, it feels really fun. My thorn is that I'm already sad about the holiday season being over. Um, I love New Year's. It's my favorite holiday of the year. I look forward to it every year. I try to draw it out as much as possible. I like journal like crazy. I'm making vision boards. I'm like going on reflection dates with myself. Like it is a big deal to me, but I'm just felt so cozy this season with Christmas. Like, I think this is the most cozy I've ever felt at the holidays. It's been building over time, but this year our traditions as a family are just really solid and the lights just felt like so magical and it just, everything felt significant. I felt like I really noticed the changing of the seasons and the sun being up less and I really tried to appreciate that this year instead of kind of being grumpy about it and I'm gonna miss this <laughs> I'm already like sevening out on it like planning like how can I keep this feeling going into the rest of winter because I am definitely like a seasonal depression girly like <laughs> gets me every time and I'm trying so hard especially in like February and March when I'm just done with it I want to try to be as cozy as possible so I asked you all suggestions you all sent me so many good ones and I think that there's like twinkle lights in my future like non-holiday specific fairy lights are gonna come into play 
And my bud right now is New Year's and sabbatical. So I'm just really looking forward to a year. I'm just looking forward to kind of some time unplugged, away from my phone, away from my computer, to really think about who I am, where I am, where I wanna go, and just, yeah, be in my space, be in my own energy, and dream about the future. I'm so, so lucky that I get to have that, and I wanna just really be in the moment and really experience it. Which brings me to, this is the last podcast episode for season three of the Enneagram and Coffee podcast. I cannot believe that we are three years into this already. I'm so excited for season four and cannot wait to see what we get into next year. So as I prepare for season four, I want to put an open call out for feedback anything you think is working that you'd hate to see go or anything that you're hoping I do more of or do differently in the new year, I am all ears. So send anything you have via text to 828-338-9127. And I'm going to take all of your feedback into serious consideration as we plan for season four. And also I'll list that in the show notes for you. Now let's get into today's conversation around goal setting. Hello friends, I wanted to sit down and have a talk with you about goals. So right, we're coming up on Christmas, which means we're coming up on New Year's and I'm not going to be posting videos after Christmas. And so this is my chance to talk about New Year's goals with you. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about the three different kinds of goals that I tend to set. So. The first one is lifestyle goals. The second are like plans, things that I'm going to get done. And the third are more like visions or hopes and dreams. And I wanna break them down individually because I think it's important that we distinguish the three. I think oftentimes we neglect lifestyle goals, meaning goals about how we wanna feel in our life, what our life looks like, to us on a personal level and things that are not measurable or or metric based right things that we do for the joy of doing them because of how they make us feel in our life then maybe some of us are really good at lifestyle goals right like that comes naturally pleasure joy fun those things are come naturally but maybe getting to a plan is hard. Maybe there's a plan is really something that has a start and an end or a start and like a published date, right? Like that's like building a website or launching an online course or writing a book. These are plans, right? These are things that are, um, there's a start, there's a finish line, and there's all of these steps in between. And then we get into like visions. Like what is a vision? What does that mean? What's the importance of a vision? And, and when I talk about vision, I think a lot of times people talk about like it in terms of like manifestation or positive vibes or positive intent or knowing where you wanna go and like letting the universe provide for you. And I wanna get a little bit more into that as well and how I think about that and how I work with that. Um, so let's start with lifestyle goals. So as a reminder, lifestyle goals are about how I wanna feel in my life. 
So I have several different ways in which I check in with my lifestyle. Um, mostly I do this on a quarterly basis, but I also do this once a month with Core Desired Feelings. So I get this term Core Desired Feelings from Danielle Laporte in her book, The Desire Map. And it's all about setting goals based off of how you want to feel, not what you want to achieve. And this is so helpful because so often we're writing goals that set us up for failure and how we want to feel, right? So if I want to feel, we've talked about this in previous Vlogmas vlogs, like my core desired feelings right now are cozy, content, and creative. So when I went back and I was looking at the day I planned for myself on Saturday, I was like, this is writing me out of my ability to feel cozy, content, and creative because I'm, I'm hustling too much. I'm coming at it from a different, too um, intensive a perspective. And so checking in with those core desired feelings once a month, I usually pick three feelings that I would like to have for the month. And then when I look at the plans that I have for the month and the things I have going on, I ask myself, is this pointing me back to those feelings? I've also found it incredibly helpful when doing that list journal um, that we talked about in that previous blog on the reset blog. Um, that has been so helpful because every once in a while now, like every couple of days, I'll check in and just go, how can I feel this way today? And then how did I feel this way today at the end of the day? And that has been really helpful for me to just check in with like, am I living the life I want to live? Next, let's talk a little bit about quarterly planning in terms of lifestyle goals. I check in with this in four unique ways. So the first one is my ideal day. So if I look at what does a dream day in my life look like from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, um, it's optimistic but realistic, right? I don't all of a sudden not have a kid. <laughs> like I can just do whatever I want. It's using the limitations that I have while also thinking like, how can I improve this? You know, maybe 10, 15% to be closer to what I need right now. And I check in on this quarterly because it's unrealistic that this would be consistent for an entire year. Maybe sometimes, you know, I keep it the same year to year or um, quarter to quarter, but a lot of times like my lifestyle changes, what I need changes, those core desired feelings change. And so my daily schedule may change in response, right? If I want a cozy, content, creative season, then my day's gonna have a lot more downtime. If I want an invigorating, energized, and productive season, it's gonna have a completely different um, task. It's gonna have a lot more, like probably socializing, a lot more, um, you know, clear objectives to what a day can hold. Similarly, also at the quarter, I check in on what is an ideal week for me. So. What does Monday look like? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So for right now, for me, Monday is a really good admin day. Tuesdays and Thursdays are tend to be like head down, headphones on, getting work done days. Wednesday is kind of a free for all. Like we never know what's gonna happen. I have therapy that day, so I just kind of let it be more flexible. And then Friday is what I'm calling my CEO days, which is like moving the needle on my business forward, being future oriented with my business. Typically Saturday is my reset day where I get chores and tasks done. And then Sunday is nothing. I do nothing <laughs> if it's all, if at all possible. So that is how I look at the ideal day and the ideal week. And then from there, I do a vision every quarter. And so what that looks like, is just a journal entry that's kind of written in present tense as though it's the future. So um, today I woke up and blank and I talk about how I feel in my life, what's going on in my life, what I want, um, what I envision 
a really good day in my life looking like three months from now? And this is really helpful in getting into the core of like what I actually want. Um, instead of focusing on what other people are doing or what my competition is doing or what I think I'm supposed to be doing, this really aligns me with like, what do I want? What feels good to me? If I could do anything, how would that look? What would a day in my life look like if all was well? Um, I've done this with some of you in coaching calls. Um, I do this in the Brave Collective. I, I really think this tool is so useful and getting clarity into blocking out a lot of the noise that we get outside of ourselves and really getting into who am I, what do I want, and how do I feel. From there, we can start to get into that planning. So we'll use that as information for what are some more like clear objectives, right? So if in three months, I envision that I have written a book in that time, then I better start writing a book, right? Like that's gonna turn into a plan. Or if I envision that I've retired, or if I, you know, in three months, you know, we're trying to go, what could optimistically happen in three months? I'm giving kind of big examples here, but I'm working out every day. Well, how do I start that process now so that at the end of this season, you know, I have plans in place to make that possible for me. All right. And then our final thing when it comes to lifestyle goals that I do every single quarter are the seven dimensions of wellness. So I will, I have my notes here. I'm going to read them out to you. The first one is spiritual. The second is social, environmental, emotional, intellectual, physical, and occupational. And I just go through each of those and say like, what's working, what's not working, and what do I want to do next? And this is really just assessing like, am I well? <laughs> Like in general, socially, am I doing well? Um, occupationally, do I feel good about where I am? Am I satisfied? And it just is like kind of the idea that we have these really clear areas and if we kind of tend to them. And if we tend to them reasonably well, then we will be well. Now that being said, I don't think it's realistic to have like be doing perfectly well in all of those areas at one time. I think in general, per quarter, I typically have like one to two or three that I'm like, these are gonna take priority right now. These are in the most need of support. So they're gonna get the majority of my t attention and I'm gonna kind of let some other things go on autopilot for a minute. Um, I think sometimes we can get really stuck into one dimension, like my occupation's going so well, but then my relationships are being neglected or uh, maybe my um, physical health is like killer, but I am struggling a lot to have like a sense of meaning in life or purpose in the world. So those are the seven dimensions of wellness. And the final step for me and what I check in on every single quarter in terms of lifestyle. Now let's get into plans. So plans, like I said, are things that have a really clear start date and end date, or maybe they just have a really clear publishing date, like a, a book or a YouTube channel or something like that, where there's something tangible that's going to come out of this, some sort of like really clear object. Call them plans instead of goals because I am not a goal setter. And I think, you know, this whole thing is called goal setting. But I'm not a goal setter. I do not like to leave things up to <laughs> metrics based off of other people or dependent upon other people. Meaning, instead of saying, I'm gonna have 100,000 YouTube followers this time next year, I say, I'm gonna post a video every single week for the next year. Do you see the difference there? Like one is like what I'm in control of, the other one is like what other people 
do. And I think that gets more in, into the vision, the manifestation realm, which we'll talk about in a second. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't think that this should replace your plans or um, be the tone setter for how motivated you feel. Because so much of this is, so, is subject to everything else in the world. And that we really, when we're trying to get something done, need to focus instead on the plan and not as much on the result that we are hoping to receive, if that makes sense. Because this, being metric-based, can be really discouraging. Out, you know, it's, Again, it's like out of our control, um, and it can cause us to give up on these plans if we're so focused over here on the metrics. So maybe for me, I look at my seven dimensions of wellness, I look at my vision for the year, I look at my ideal day, my ideal week, and I realize that within that, I, in order to achieve that, I might need to take more sponsorships on, or I might need to start a course, or maybe I really, like in my heart of hearts, know that I have a book in me that I wanna write. That's where plans come in. That's where we go, okay, so for me, if I'm honest, like at the beginning of the year, I'm looking at what are three plans that I can make happen this year? Like what are three big things that I can do? Because I typically think I can do one per quarter, realistically, and the last quarter of the year, let's be honest, is a wash. <laughs> like. I often am not producing something completely new. I'm trying to tie up loose ends. I'm trying to just survive. I'm not as much like, let's move the, get the, the needle forward in October, November, and December. Like that's not typically where I'm at. So realistically, you know, January to April, I can make something. May to June, I can make something. May to July, August to, what are the, what are the quarters? You know, the first three quarters of the year, I have, I, I got go get them energy and I can make something happen. And then that last quarter of the year, I'm typically like tapped out, don't have anything to give. So three objectives for the year. Today's podcast is brought to you by Babbel. It is such an exciting time of year because we have no idea what adventures are in store for us in 2023. We could have new travel experiences, new jobs, we could pick up new skills. And there's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons. You can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. Personally, I love to take some classes on a new language, especially if I am traveling to that location. I think it's such an act of kindness and courtesy, and it shows respect to learn a language before you travel there. So when you go into a cafe or you go into a hotel, you have some of the language to show, I take this seriously, I care about your culture, and I'm here to learn. So with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real life conversations in a new language as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers. Like this was not developed by computers, it was developed by people who speak the language so that you can learn the language the way people actually speak it. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation 
and your accent, which I think can sometimes be the hardest part. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. This is so important because we learn languages in so many different ways, and what might work for you may not work for me. So for me, I'm big video learner. Like that is how I learn. But for you, maybe a podcast would be better. You can put it in your ears while you are on the treadmill or the Stairmaster, whatever you want to be doing and get your language learning in. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash egram. That's babbel.com slash egram for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. Now, I am not under the illusion that those objectives will not change. <laughs> I very much believe that like, things change. What happens at the beginning of the year could alter the way that I want to end the year. And so I have a lot of check-in times with myself, right? I check in once a year in January. Then I check in at the beginning of each quarter, but I treat quarters differently if you've seen. So for me, December, January, and February are winter. So I'm going to check in in January and then I'm going to check in again in March. And from there, I'm going to check in also every single month, every single week, and every single day. In these plans that I have, right, I have three, let's say I have three big plans at the beginning of the year. I assign each of those plans a quarter in which I intend to do those things. And then I break them down. And each of those objectives that I have for the quarter, I'm going to break into three sections that I'm going to do each month. And then each of those three sections, I'm going to break down into smaller bits that I give to each week. And then I take that task for the week and I break it down into smaller bits that I'm going to do each day. And this is how I move the needle forward on the things that I want to do. Um, instead of thinking, I really want to do this thing. I don't know why I don't do it, or I'm really overwhelmed by it. This is how I do it. I break it down. I break it down. I break it down. And then I assign it dates and times. So maybe we can do like a little exercise on what that could look like. So let's say I want to write a book. Okay. That book that I want to write, I'm going to shoot for that book having 12 chapters. If that book has 12 chapters, that means I need to write four chapters a month, which means I need to write, um, one chapter a week. So I'm going to write on Monday, edit on Tuesday, write more on Wednesday, edit more on Thursday, and then wrap up that chapter on Friday, right? That's like a way that I might approach that. So in the planning phase, this is where we're going to see what we call SMART goals. This is where a SMART goal is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to your life and time bound. So when you're looking at a plan, you're going to want to make sure, okay, like I don't, I'm not going to say I want to move my body more unless it's just a general sense. Like sometimes for me, I do say that I say, I would like to move my body more because I don't want to put a plan in place. I want to be more fluid about it. And that's incredibly reasonable. But if you're like, no, I seriously want to move my body more. I want to take this really seriously and make it extremely important to me. Then you're going to want to make it a plan and you're going to want to make it smart. You're going to make it specific. So what does moving your body mean? 
You're gonna make it measurable, like, okay, how often am I gonna do this? You're gonna make it achievable, right? You're gonna be reasonable about it. You're not gonna all of a sudden start waking up at four in the morning. Instead, you're gonna go, okay, I have a really clear window at 3 p.m. every day. I can fit it in there, that's reasonable. I'm not gonna go seven days a week. I'm gonna shoot for three. It's more reasonable than going from like zero to seven, right? Um, I'm going to make it relevant. I'm not going to say like, I'm gonna become a parkour, <laughs> enthusiast and that's gonna be my fitness method when like I'm scared of heights right I'm gonna make it relevant to my life like something I will actually do and then I'm gonna make it time bound like what does this look like how when is this you know when am I going to do this how is this going to look when am I complete that's when we're looking at a plan right so we have our lifestyle this is general like that's when I would say I want to move my body more I want to that's more lifestyle like I'm generally aware of how I want this to be. And then I can take some of those lifestyle elements and I can turn them into plans if I want to. And realistically, you're gonna be able to achieve like maybe three plans at a time. Like, and I think those three plans cannot be all in the same dimension of wellness, right? I can't have like three, I mean, you could, but it's gonna get you kind of stuck, right? Um, you could have three <laughs> occupational goals going in one quarter if you wanted to, but then a lot of other things in your life are going to get neglected. So I would kind of encourage you to say, all right, what's one occupational goal? Maybe what's one relational goal? What's one um, health goal or, or spiritual goal or emotional goal? Like whatever it is for you, set those as plans and put them in place. Hi, uh, this is Editing Sarah Jane. I just popped in because I'm thinking about how one of the major things that I want people to know when it comes to goal setting is to consider, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think there's something wrong with me that I need to fix? And I just wanna invite you into the space of doing things, setting goals, setting intentions from a place of like, is this nourishing? Is this supportive? Is this, you know, giving me more of what I need to be to have healthy relationships, have a happy life, um, feel like I'm pursuing my vision for, for life versus like there is, if I don't fix these things and I'm unworthy of love or success or um, ease or rest, um, that we should do the things in our lives like this, setting these intentions, not from a place that there's something wrong with you, but instead from a place of how can I be better supported by me? That's all. all. Right, let's talk over here about like visions, manifestations, and like metric-based goals. So often what I see people do is they set really ambitious goals for themselves that are completely metric-based, meaning they are dependent on other people and their response. Meaning we're putting our sense of value, our sense of like worth, our sense of like ability to achieve and accomplish in the hands of randos so meaning like okay i'm going to and those randos could be like our metabolism like even so instead of saying like i want to get a hundred thousand followers on instagram saying right i'm going to post every day on instagram because you can't really be responsible for how people choose to respond. You can only be responsible for what you put out. Um, I think the same thing happens in diet culture where we say like, I'm gonna lose 100 pounds instead of I'm gonna feel healthy and happy and energized. Um, we focus on like some sort of a tangible metric and, and weight can be that to us. 
But what if instead we focus on like, I want to be hell, I want to feel good in my body, I want to feel energized, I want to have um, a supportive relationship to food. And then maybe I put a plan in place and I say, in order to do that, I know I need to move my body every day. So what does that look like? in practice but instead of saying that if i move my body every day and i don't lose 100 pounds and i give up right that's what people tend to do that's what these metric based goals do to us they make us think we're not doing the thing we agreed to do if we're not getting the results that we think we want based off of a metric that is probably typically arbitrary um and then we get discouraged and we give up but here's the reality is right like you never know when your time is your time. You never know what's gonna happen, but we do need to treat the things that we wanna do as, as things that are important to us, whether other people recognize that or not, or whether our body responds the way we hope it will respond or not. We love ourselves, we treat our bodies well, we do the things that we intend to do, even, even if we're not getting this like metric-based result that we think we want. And, then the doing of the thing becomes its own reward. And I think that that's where we get kind of mixed up is we get focused, so focused on the metrics that we forget that the doing of the thing is the fun thing. That's the reward. That's, that is like the thing to focus on. So I'm not the biggest fan of these kind of goals, except um, some doesn't mean that we don't set vision for them, right? So um, a lot of times we set vision in like a manifestation way. We say like, okay, I would like a hundred, I'm going to have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And we set that intention into the universe. And I know that there's this whole belief that like, there's like a magic that happens. If you stay in like a positive vortex and then it attracts like attracts like, and you're going to draw in the good things that happen to you. I don't believe in any of that. That seems made up. I'm going to be honest. Um, However, what I do believe in is in positive intention. <laughs> I do believe that what we put out into the universe becomes what we recognize in our life, right? If I say, I want to have 100,000 followers on Instagram, well, then all of a sudden I'm going to pay attention to, okay, I agree that I'm going to post every day on Instagram. I'm committed to the process. But I'm also, all of a sudden, I have this idea of like what I want. So I'm going to pay attention to if I'm getting that or not. And I'm going to notice what content gets picked up well, what content doesn't. Let's say I put a certain kind of house on my vision board at the beginning of the year, and then I'm looking for a house in three years. I'm probably gonna be more drawn to a house that looks similar to the one I put on the vision board because at some point I recognize my subconscious said, this is what we're going for. And so I'm gonna be more inclined to find it. Um, I'm more inclined to say yes to opportunities that are going to send me in the direction that I've said I wanted to go. So while I don't think it's like magic that like you just put your intentions out and then everything just falls in your lap, I think you decide what you want and then you're more inclined to take the steps to get there. I have a lot of thoughts on manifestation. I think there's also like a lack of recognition of privilege that comes with that, that mindset. There's also like, for me, my anxiety ate me alive when I was believing in that. Um, because if you can't think positively, then everything in your life is going to fall apart. And oh no, I'm worrying about that, which means I'm not thinking positively and it just feeds itself. Right. Um, so a lot of times too, you have these like very privileged people talking about how everything just fell into place. And they're not talking about how like their parent, they fell into place because their parents like paid for them to do it. All of that to say that 
while there's not anything wrong with having these these more like metric based manifestation based goals um, i think hold them in their accurate place which is just cast the vision maybe at the beginning of the quarter at the beginning of the year but then really focus on your plans and your lifestyle when it comes to where you're putting your energy, right? Don't put your energy in, am I getting 100,000 followers in the timeline that I think I should based off of something really arbitrary? Um, instead say like, I'm gonna focus on like what I said I would do in order to get there and let the rest fall into place. And then we can analyze it, make adjustments, but like I'm focused on my plan. And then use the lifestyle goals, the lifestyle information as the information that you need to create the plan, right? So. How do I want to feel? What is my life? What do I want my life to look like? I'm going to make, make my plans off of that instead of the other way around, right? So this is how I think about it. Maybe it's a little bit complicated, but hopefully it brings you a little bit more ease, a little bit more freedom and inspires you to set some goals, check in with your lifestyle and cast a vision for 2023. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.